0: this podcast series, in which we share conversations with interesting and inspiring people in the large yacht industry. Today, I am pleased to welcome Jimmy Carroll. He is the co-founder and business development director for Polaris. Polaris specializes in experiential travel and yacht expeditions, which are two increasingly popular pastimes, as some of you may know. In fact, there is a growing sentiment that some of you may share that it is no longer good enough or interesting enough to visit the same destinations season after season. In fact, considering that about 71% of the world is covered by water, there are dozens, if not hundreds, of amazing places to discover. This is where Jimmy and his team come in as we're about to discuss Jimmy, welcome to Meggiette News Radio.
1: Welcome, Diane. Hello, and uh, good to be here with you.
0: <laughs> Thanks so much so why don 't we start with the beginning? Um, tell us about how Polaris got started and why
1: yeah um, it, was, it was a number of years ago. Geordie, my business partner, and I uh, first met each other uh, while serving in the British Army. And it was actually in the the foothills of the Hindu Kush in Afghanistan, conducting uh, reconnaissance missions. Um, But fast forwarding from that, uh, we didn't see each other for about five years. And then uh, reconnected when I was speaking at the Global Superyacht Forum on the rise of expedition yachting. And um, I was working for uh, Andrew Winch at Winch Design at the time. And Geordie just happened to be in the audience and he just led a number of uh, yacht expeditions uh, to places such as Svalbard. And we got chatting and realised that there was an opportunity within the yachting world to... Uh, bring our take to to the yachting world on how to conduct expeditions, but also really to look at the industry as a whole and uh, build relationships uh, across it from owners to captains and, and brokers and really show them what could be done with yachts um, and how to you know, really capture the, the client's imagination.
0: Very good. So when most people think about these expeditions, I think they imagine places like you just mentioned, Svalbard, um, the rest of the Arctic, Antarctica, um, Papua New Guinea, you know, really adventure-oriented destinations. So why do you think that yacht owners and guests want to visit them now versus, say, 10 or 20 years ago?
1: Um, I think it's really that we go back to where where did yachting all start and you know and the birth of yachting as a whole really allowed us to explore the world in a much greater way um, and sailing yachts have been going around the world for for hundreds of years um, for, for motor yachts though it's a change in psyche and I think. Uh, clients are really wanting to challenge themselves and realising that they can do so much more because there's companies who are able to take them further but also there's captains and crew who... Uh, really want to show them what's out there but it's all about how you do it and um, for us at Polaris it's offering a full turnkey service uh, from end to end and so that's everything from the the logistics um, planning permitting through to the delivery of the experiences um, either at sea or on land or even in the air as well I think that's important that um, we shouldn't just be um, focus solely on on the yacht but it's what you can do from the yacht as a launch platform
0: Right. And I definitely want to get into some of those details about the itinerary planning and the permitting and things like that in a minute. But I I wanted to stay on the topic of um, some of the destinations that you have proposed to different owners, because some of them are ones that I don't think most people would immediately consider as being rugged or off the beaten path, like Scotland and Croatia. Uh, and maybe to a certain degree, Australia's Kimberley region. So what's the it factor for those particular regions?
1: Yeah, I, I think yachting, uh, if we say the word uh, explorer yacht, expedition yacht, 90 percent of people will come back and go um polar regions are antarctica uh, and they're they're great places they're really important and we love taking our clients there but there is so much more of the world to go and see and you know as you said in the in the opening statement 71 percent of the world is covered by water so so what places are those and you know, for us closer to home scotland is fantastic uh, i i you know, I challenge you that you know, some of the beaches up there are some of the best in the world and will rival the Caribbean and other places. We've just got to try and make sure the weather's right. Um, that's one thing we can't quite control. But um, on, a, on a great day, it's absolutely stunning, true wilderness in many of those areas um, and amazing rich tapestry of life. Um, and it's the experiences that you can... Have uh, from from the yacht and then going inland and be that cultural um, fine dining or, or even in Scotland, you know, you're you're mixing um, country pursuits, um, amazing Munros um, and Lochs, uh, but also uh, whiskey. Um, and what our clients love is that we we create a, b- a balance and a blend which uh, incorporates all of that. From from Northern Europe coming out of the yard um, before heading off, it, it's an easy stop off, um, and there, there's so much out there. And we're looking at the Baltics right now for a client um, to create an amazing experience cruising around uh, the entirety of the Baltics uh, is another great example. Going going slightly further south down into the Mediterranean um, and away from the the traditional. Uh, cruising grounds of the south of France uh, and Croatia um, it's about what you can do inland and, and really understanding the different cultures and diversities in there uh, so the world's your oyster uh, and it doesn't have to just stop there you know, most recently we've been to even more kind of far-flung areas such as Eritrea uh, in North Africa uh, in the Red Sea uh, Hundreds of yachts go past that area um, every year uh, as they transit from from the kind of far east back into the Med uh, and out again. But actually, it's a country which has got amazing diving, incredible diversity, wonderful corals uh, which are unbleached, uh, brilliant fish. uh, And then if you if you penetrate inland, you can have a a truly incredible experience. But it's very unknown. And so for us, negotiating at government and ministerial level to to get access to those places has been a, a real special opportunity and something that we'll be able to deliver an amazing experience to a yacht later on this year.
0: That sounds terrific. I would love to be a fly on the wall for that trip. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I can sneak aboard.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: <laughs> so, with you know what you just said about some of these regions that are mostly unknown to the yachts, and you're working with the local governments and officials, um, are you finding that there are permit processes that have to be gone through with them, um, or uh, some of the other regions certainly that vis- that yachts visit, there are permits that need to be acquired, and I know you handle that, but how do you, you know, how do you do this process with the boat? Let's say that a captain calls you up on behalf of an owner and they, they want to visit some place that's really very different, so far from the norm. Um, is the first step to ensure that permits are in place and from there you can build the itinerary?
1: Yeah, definitely. We need, we need to be able to ensure that we can actually go and operate, you know, legally and within the confines and restrictions that a country um, or region may may place on you. Um, Eritrea uh, is a classic example of that, having sat down with the captain and owner of the yacht, really understood what they wanted, and then we went away and had a look at it. And then, really, it was about our wider network, and that that for us is what is a, a real game changer, um, having links to you know, government officials, um, private landowners, charities, even even people from the BBC Natural History Unit or uh, the Netflix teams, and you know, these TV production companies have, go to an amazing places around the world and they they get the fixers in, and so we work with the same type of people. For, for Eritrea, it really was. Um, Going in there, working with um, working with the ambassador here in u k and then finding the, the right officials and uh, ministers to meet with to ensure that we 're doing everything by the book. Um, and then that allows us to operate freely um, within the country and build out the rest of the program from there. So it's exciting, and it definitely throws up different opportunities and and challenges, which is what we love and and strive for.
0: Yeah, that sounds fantastic. So walk us through the itinerary creation process. Um, Are you finding – obviously, every customer is different, but are you finding that – the owners and their captains are coming to you with kind of like a, a wish list, like we want to do this, we want to do that. Or are they more thinking along the lines of surprise us? What can we do? What what's going to knock our socks off?
1: I, I think it's a bit of both, really. Um, you know, certainly, there's something I learned at my time at Winch, and that was you know, how you really get into uh, the ethos and spirit, but the understanding, the lifestyle of the client. Um, um, very much like the yacht design the side of the side of things we are we are designers um, of experiences, and so it, it really starts with, with a pen and paper and sitting down with the client and understanding what they want to achieve um, what they 've done before um, and what their dreams are. Not all clients know exactly what they want, so they do want to be teased and uh, and have, have lots of fun and sometimes crazy ideas thrown at them. Others come to us with you know, a, a good list and they know exactly what they want and they want someone to implement it and, and go out there and make it happen. I think what we're lucky is that we're, we're, we're full of creativity um, and our planning process is founded on the military planning tool, um, which we've changed into the, the yachting industry uh, model. But it's the creativity and the layers of that that you can put on top, which, which make it extra special. But you can only get that by really understanding what the client wants uh, and, and how they live their lifestyle. So uh, it's, it's a series of detailed, emotive questions, lots of leading questions. And from that, we can really start to paint a, paint a picture uh, of what we, what we can build for them.
0: Mm-hmm. Great. Great. Well, as much as some of these clients do obviously come to you with some some very um, you know, well-researched ideas, I, I think that if they're being honest, they know that there's a, a bit of a risk that can come with very adventure-oriented travel or going off the beaten path at the very least. So how do you help kind of put their their minds at ease is there any special training that the crew need to go through for instance in some of these regions um you know are there medical organizations you work with in some of these countries because the regions the people are visiting are so remote you know things of that nature
1: yeah, absolutely. And you know, safety is paramount. Uh, safety and security is they, uh, the foundation of everything we do, uh, and that harks back to our, our previous careers. Uh, we we work very closely with with captains and crew, uh, and we will put in training where where need be. And, you know, Polico training is is a great example of that, but also ensuring that you know if. If we are going truly remote that we have additional support if needed from you know, paramedics that we've had join us on, on other trips who may be trained with specialisms in in uh, jungle medicine um, if, if needed um, all the way through to the resources that can help you if you oh. if you get find yourself in a situation so but what that leads to it really is contingency planning um, but not just you know, contingency planning for B and C, the D and E and F. So um, we really are thinking of every scenario, be it, if the weather changes, what can we do with it, with a change in weather? Through to you know something happening or, or something breaking down, we've thought about it all. We've rehearsed it, uh, and everyone who's involved in our trips knows exactly their part to play and you know what to do in any scenario. And that's really really important, and that really does help. Um, abate any fears that clients may have when going more remote uh, and allows everyone to feel confident in the system and and in the trips.
0: Very good. Very good. One last question for before we wrap up. Uh, I know Polaris is conservation-minded and Mm. you therefore encourage your customers to support environmental organizations that operate in some of the areas that you're bringing them to if they are so uh, so inclined. So what are some of these organizations and how do you and your customers contribute?
1: Yeah, well, we, we particularly have uh, one which is very fond to us uh, and also operates in, in the, the super yacht world, and that's the Blue Marine Foundation. Um, I'm particularly fond of, of that charity, uh, having created the London to Monaco bike ride, uh, which cycles down to Monaco every year for for the Sufiot show. Um, now, they work incredibly hard to create marine reserves around the world, but also raise awareness um, of food communities um, and really build a bigger picture other than just the oceans. It's about the whole... Um, Organic system that's that's around the ocean Um, For for us though the blue marine have some amazing projects that we can tap into uh, And show our clients but also share with them as well And what we're certainly finding with a lot of clients now is that they want to get hands-on They want to get involved in projects. They want to have a positive impact uh, And they want to leave a minimal footprint uh, in areas that they visit, and understand the fragility uh, of of the oceans uh, and and the sea life, but uh, contribute to to positive change. So a lot of it's education, but some of it can can be hands on, and that could be, you know, working in the Galapagos uh, with the Ecuadorian government and creating a uh, hammerhead um, shark tagging program, which we've done for clients uh, through to you know uh seeding uh, fresh coral um or even closer to home you know, with our team here at floris going down into the solent and seeding uh fresh oysters uh, back into uh, into the the solent so but it's not all that uh, in the ocean we also work with um the World Land Trust uh, on the land based projects, uh, but also a number of other charities as well. Um, and it's a big growing part of what we do. And I think you know, now is the time a lot of people are talking about plastic more and more, but actually conservation as a whole and really understanding that we are just merely. Um, um, gatekeepers ambassadors for the next generation and we need to do all that we can to pr- protect the world um, but also you know, educate everyone um, and how we can do that is through positive travel uh, and, and build a bigger picture and show people that you really can make a change if, if people want to help contribute and, and put the effort in
0: well said I can't think of a more positive note to end this conversation on. That's terrific.
1: <laughs> well, thank you. It's been great talking to you, Diane.
0: Jimmy, thanks so much for joining us. It's It's been really interesting to learn more about what you do and, and how you work with your customers. And I know the listeners are going to definitely appreciate it too.
1: Really kind. Um, thank you very much for asking us to come and join you. Um, we, we love listening to the Megan Yacht Radio. Uh, you've always got incredible uh, guest speakers, so it's, it's an absolute honor to be part of it.
0: Oh, thank you so much. Pleasure. Well, everyone, everyone, if you'd like to learn more about what Jimmy and his team are doing, you can visit their website, which is PolarisX.com. That wraps up this episode of yacht News Radio. Thanks so much for listening. If you like our podcast series and if you're a big fan like Jimmy is, please share our links on social media. And if you'd like to learn more about what's going on in the world of large yacht cruising, new construction and design, of course, we encourage you to visit our daily updated website, which is megayatnews.com. Until next time, I'm Diane Byrne.